Welcome to the Popcorn Talk Network. For the online broadcast network that features movie discussion, news, and interviews, press one. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. From the Popcorn Talk Network, the online broadcast network for movie talk, and the schmoes know, this is Box Office Breakdown. Information and commentary on weekly movie box office. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Popcorn Talk Network. I'm your host, Sarah Stratton, and we have a full panel, full panel. today. We do not have Tom, so we've replaced him with more people. <laughs> uh, we are going to be talking about all the numbers from this past weekend. Of course, upcoming movies, and we'll probably take some calls at the end. But first, we've got some people to introduce you to. On my left, Stephen Lemieux. Hey, guys. Uh, it's good to be on the show. Um, been behind the scenes since yeah. since everything yeah. so you're filling out our beard quota also yeah I, I had to fill out the beard quota and i thought that i thought that with finstock on it would take mm-hmm. two people to fill his shoes it really would yes so we're gonna have to really try to mm-hmm. be raunchy ace is that I cool I, I will try my best we gotta not let sarah get a word in edgewise okay yeah Sounds and good. just make her cry by the end of this show yeah I'm i really was kind of feeling that i was gonna get a break this week yeah. like, oh, <laughs> yes i don't have to worry about censoring this yeah. too much i'm but, not i'm not as good as finstock though like i'm like where's your sleeve sarah that's all i got that's what i'm saying that's how that's why i'm not i know that's why i can't even do anything i'm just gonna sit back to be his apprentice man you're our jte you bring us so much knowledge i am yes thank you and you see everything in theaters versus i didn't see anything this weekend you've seen more movies than I saw movies from should. other countries. There you go. And Ace. Yeah. Coming back to join coming us. Back. Welcome Welcome back. To have you on. Yeah. Thank you. And see, so nice. I that am. was just a yeah. pleasant thank you. Uh, of course. I of course. no rude remarks. <laughs> I, like, I like how you say I'm nice and I'm like, I am. Yeah. I am nice. Yeah, it's true. You're so nice. But it, it's in a nice way. It's not even conceited when you say it. I guess. So we are going to get into these past weekends. Yeah. Um, Numbers, a lot of new movies not making the top five. But actually, before we start getting into the nitty gritty, I do want to. We brought up about two months ago on this show, we talked about how some theaters were talking about doing de- on demand pricing for. Yes, we talked. Yes, there's a big news about there's that. There's just all these new mm-hmm. ideas coming about how we're going to bring movies to the audience. Yep. Um, be- and it's because of all the rise of like. Amazon, Netflix, mm-hmm. you're having these battles yep. between these streaming servers trying mm-hmm. to get things in theaters going up for nominations. So another strategy that's coming in part, and this one is backed by some big names. You've got big Spielberg, names. Peter Jackson, Ron Howard. Yep. All these people are coming in um for this. It's called screening yeah, room. And so if you guys haven't heard about it, you can look it up. I think there's an article in Variety mm-hmm. right now. And from what I'm understanding, not all the details are out, but it, the main objective is that people can view new releases mm-hmm. in their homes on opening weekend. So the moment it's released in theaters, you can also see mm-hmm. these movies at your house. Hmm. How they're trying to... I don't know. Well, the big difference is, like, 
smaller films, like, mm-hmm. they'll get that VOD same day as release because it's, like, limited theaters. Mm-hmm. We're not talking those kind of movies. They're talking, like, Batman v Superman. Yeah. You could watch at your house on your, you know, 60-inch plasma or LED TV with the whole family. But the prices are like fifty to sixty dollars. I hate this so, idea. I, <laughs> it's fifty dollars yeah. per movie. movie. Per movie. But oh. this is the thing. That's what you're expecting to watch this with four or five people in your it's house. It's like it's like when you rent a pay per view. It's really UFC. only a ten dollars <laughs> yeah. ticket. It, but there's also yeah. the catch of you have to install it, the equipment. Yep. Mm-hmm. There's, so there's initial setup fee, which is supposedly over a hundred dollars. Mm. And there's a forty eight hour window. Mm-hmm. So you don't get this movie forever. You yeah. get this movie for forty eight hours. Mm-hmm. And then I think that they're trying to come up with some way to protect it. Because I brought this up and someone was like, yeah. Well, piracy. Yeah. Who's not going to start just recording yeah. and send out there? So they're going to have to come up with some way, some way yeah. to prohibit that. If there that. is a way. Well, there's, there's um, movies have used like subliminal frames that they add in randomly. Mm-hmm. And they'll probably do something with like that with a serial code at a certain time in it that tells you exactly which machine played mm-hmm. this movie. I just don't like it because I think it disparages people from actually leaving their house, mm-hmm. going to a theater, and enjoying a movie in the aspect that it's supposed to be enjoyed in. Yeah. I agree. And what, according to the article that I read, what they said is it's more for the families of, like, say, a husband and wife who have three kids and they can't afford a babysitter. They can't get out of the house that easily. If they but can't they, afford a babysitter, yeah, they can yeah, afford to pay 60 here, bucks for a movie. Here's the thing. $120 Let's say you bring yeah. three kids to the movie. That's $30. Mm-hmm. Then the parents' Snacks. tickets are each going to be about $15. Now you're not counting popcorn, soda, kids. You're going to spend, like, 100 bucks easy at the movie. Going off. Now imagine you're at home, 50 bucks. Order a pizza, kids are there, boom, you also, watch the movie. The good news about this is, I think, for kids, you don't have to deal with like the crying. Yes. You freaking like, read my mind. Right my thing is, like, the only good thing I could see coming out of this, I, I, I've made it very clear everywhere that I despise children and movies. Mm-hmm. I hate it with a passion. And if this is, see, for me, it's like if I have a kid and I know my kid is crazy, I'm mm-hmm. going to keep him inside my house. I'm not going to make. Other people have to deal with my children because to me that's respectful, mm-hmm. and that's why I get upset when I see kids going nuts in theaters. I'm like, oh, just leave them at home. But, but for me, this is a good opportunity or, for those parents. Or all who, like the people who just like yeah. can't get off their phones in movies. Do you guys think like, people, they can just stay at home? Yeah, and, and watch. it won't bug us. But do you think people will actually use this? Because I'm the kind of guy who will spend 500 bucks on an yeah. Xbox One, but then barely play it at all because I never have time. I think this is like the 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 generation of okay, we're gonna buy this. But mm-hmm. then you're going to have guys who don't have friends to go see movies with who are their friends and be like, no, nah, I kind of want to go see it mm-hmm. in the theaters because then I get surround sound. I get super comfortable. I can get popcorn. I get food. But then you're paying 120 bucks setup, mm-hmm. And then anytime you want to see a movie that's in theaters, you have to be like, uh, should I just go to the theater because it's yeah. 16 bucks for me? Yeah. Or do I have to shell out 60 bucks just to watch? Again, the, I look at this two ways. First of all, as a film geek, I will never not want to go see in the theater. Yeah. This is not for me. I feel like this service is for like the one percenters. Yes. Have a shitload yes. of money. Yes. Have, a, have, have like a theaters. huge theater with a little, their own little popcorn machine. This isn't for the regular This is person. very much for rich people. <laughs> yeah, that's how I felt like. This is for Peter Jackson yeah. to not put his films in but to watch in his yeah. house. My question is how, how do studios react to this though? Because studios so are very protective. Are, yeah. But you got Spielberg so and Ron Howard. So what they're saying is basically they're trying to find a way that's financially intriguing mm-hmm. for them. And I think w- the article I was reading, it's on Variety, it said something about they are trying to give a certain percentage of the money to studios, oh, to okay. distributors. They're also mm-hmm. trying to appease theaters by maybe um, giving like 
theater tickets mm -hmm. as one of the like things that comes with mm -hmm. buying a movie. Oh. I know it's very strange, that's, that is very but they're weird. trying to make it um, appealing to everyone. So, yeah, because the theater companies would probably be not happy about it too. Yeah. I think it's just it, they're pouring money into something that in five years will be outdated. I think it's just, uh, if anything's going to evolve from theaters, it's going to be, okay, instead of going to the theater and watching on a big screen, you're putting on Oculus Rift and you're in a theater and you're seeing as big a yeah. screen as you want. You get the IMAX, you get mm -hmm. the 3D experience. Yep. I, I, I don't see people wanting to watch all these and paying $60 mm -hmm. to crowd their room with people to watch a movie. On a, if I had to see Gravity on yeah. a, even a 60-inch television, mm -hmm. I think the movie would suck. There's mm. a lot of movies yeah. that will be harmed, and that's why... But this is not trying to replace theaters. No, well, the last comment we'll leave with this is that what Jackson argued is that Screening Room is intended to serve as a bridge between studios and theater owners. The plan is to cut exhibitors in on as much as $20 out of the $50 fee and give customers two free tickets to a film so they'll be enticed to buy concessions. Studios will also get a substantial percentage of the fee. So they aren't trying to overtake the market. Mm -hmm. They're just trying... I, again, I think it's money? for that yeah. it's for that family who just can't. Mm -hmm. Like I said, if you have three kids and your husband and wife and you tarp you out there, and you happen to be kind of rich, yeah, yeah, oh. and you happen to be <laughs> you happen to be very rich, I can totally see them having this. Like if I went to some rich guy's house and he's like, I got this, I'm like, I'm not surprised. Well, if, yeah. if these two things happen, <laughs> if screening room happens, uh -huh. if the fluxing ticket price happens, our mm -hmm. show is going to be who knows. Yeah. 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 Um, but we can get into what we talk about, which is yeah, the yeah. numbers from this past weekend, March 11th through 13th. Mm -hmm. We normally just do the top five, but that would leave our show pretty boring this week, so we're going to yeah. start with the top <laughs> eight, um, because that's really where some of the more interesting, if not sad, things I, oh, man. Can start. I tell you, when I saw the numbers for number eight, the Brothers Grisby, I thought it was a typo. I was like, I think they, it didn't just make three million. That can't be wrong. That's got to be wrong. Million in two thousand two hundred yeah. theaters, it is making less than fifteen hundred dollars a. That's unbelievable. Uh, Are we sure we're not looking at just their marketing budget for one week? I mean, that's yeah. their. I mean, we say it all the time. It's like craft services that doesn't even cover the cost. <gasps> yeah. Sasha Baron Cohen really likes his fish sticks covered in ceviche. Yeah. I mean, it's just like he Dude, really what? needs that. This is the smallest opening for any Sasha Baron Cohen film. Um, Sweeney Todd was higher at nine million where it mm -hmm. opened, but all of his other. You're looking at Bruno open to thirty. You're talking the yeah. Dictator opened in, which was only in 2012. Yeah. Opened to seventeen. It's just dropping and dropping. Yeah. Uh, Borat 26. Just for comparison, jumping to number six, the perfect match, 925 theaters. And, and it made more. It wow. made four million. <laughs> million. Yes, perfect Unbelievable. match. Unbelievable. <laughs> I, I think too many people have, people have kind of forgotten about Ali G. People don't remember what the LG show is. They Borat, don't. Yeah, yeah they're kind of. It's been past. too long. It's been too long. And, and the fact that, I mean, Sasha Baron Cohen. He tried. I saw him in every single thing, mm -hmm. and I saw him with YouTubers, and I saw him with Jimmy Kimmel, yep. and running those ads. It's like, check out this new movie, but you can't really see this movie, because it's too much, but pretend. And I was just like, oh, this well, is, the trailers I, were bad. Let me ask you. Also, oh, I was going to say, go ahead, go ahead. Do you think this is hurting his career to make these movies? Because when I look at Sasha Baron Cohen, I think he's evolved throughout the years. He's was great in Sweeney Todd, phenomenal. He's going to be in Alice now. He's going to be in the new Alice in Wonderland movie. Mm -hmm. He's been doing 
very well done roles and then he just rolls back and decides to do another one of these social pieces that decides to talk about the guns in America or racism in America or whatever it is and it just seems to not be popular anymore. Well, mm-hmm. I think The Dictator was the first one where, like, he... Okay, Borat and Bruno were fake documentaries where he's tricking people. It almost had that jackass vibe where you're, like, seeing the next mm-hmm. prank. Yeah. Dictator, he... It was more storyline with a little bit of that. This one is just straight up... It's, it's, a, it's a regular, like, Austin Powers type comedy. So it's, it's so off what he became famous for. I don't think that transition really helped with him. Now, like you said, he has great roles. He was in Hugo. He yeah. had a great supporting role. He's going to be in the next Alice movie. Yes, yeah, so as the, like the main villain. Like that mm-hmm. stuff's fine. But like, if I want to see Sasha Baron Cohen, I want to see what he does best. That's when he was doing the Ali G show. That's when he was doing Bruno and Borat, where he's actually tricking people and it has that jackass kind of hidden camera feel. But he also is going to have to come up with something. If he does do another movie in this vein, there has to be something new to it. Yeah. Because Borat was 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. It was in 2006. He's changed. He's gotten older. People, His roles have changed. We now yeah. expect more from him. And... Like, his audience has grown up a little. Yeah. So you need to evolve with it. You can't just play the same song over and over again. I think this is a case of where he should have played the same song, though. I think... Yes. Because you you can't script reactions and keep them funny. Mm -hmm. Like, all these prank shows, the reason they're so, you know, widespread on YouTube is because it's real reactions from Mm -hmm. real people. If you script that, it becomes fake, and then people are like, somebody's writing the stupidest stuff ever. I mean, you you can make good comedies, like, just... Will Ferrell does them. Not that they're all good, but <laughs> this just he like said he knocked his own niche where he was doing this jackass hidden camera kind of stuff. Stick with what you know, and I I would like to see him start doing more dramas. Like he's been supposed to be in this Queen film where he played Freddie Mercury yeah. for years, and then he just dropped out of it recently. Yeah. But like I think he could do good drama I, type I think work so too. I yeah. think listen, if the I, the proof is in the numbers. It's time to stop. I <laughs> think I think this yeah absolutely what you just said. I think this is shows that he should probably. Go in a different direction. This is yeah. his Pluto Nash. Go, yeah. go the opposite direction. Yeah. Like yeah. these comedies right now are not working. Gonna, at least if he's going to do an, a starring role, a leading role, he yeah. needs to do a different. He direction. needs to do drama. He can do comedy as a, mm-hmm. you know. He can do comedy anytime. Character. Yeah, he's yeah. just yeah. so good in drama. He's um, so good. So we did. We did skip over one. The the young Messiah also mm-hmm. came out. Brought mm-hmm. in three point four, so it came in at number seven. So this movie came. We're getting a lot of religious we films. we a lot lately. Like, yeah. Yeah. Really strong right now. Easter's, Easter's coming up. Coming yeah. up. Mm. This is the one that seems to have kind of faded. Risen really came out strong. In yeah, the, 32 million right now. Yeah, did well. Um, I think it took a lot of the attention from this. Mm-hmm. We have a Jennifer Garner uh, religious Miracles, movie coming out no, next yeah. week. Yeah. I, I think that. that one has more hype. Mm-hmm. So this one's kind of just gotten overshadowed by the book. If it wasn't show. my job to know this stuff, I would have never known this movie <laughs> I, came out. I just yeah. found out about it on Friday. My friend told me this was coming out. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know what it was about. It's about. Is it about young Jesus? What is it about? <laughs> yeah, it's about young the young Messiah. Yeah, it's about to, young Jesus. To be fair, though, like even a Christian audience, why would you want to see this movie? This well, I think it. I think it. I want to say it has a large focus on Mary. Um, I yeah. want to say. Well, think about and, it. You know, all the Mary Jesus. has a big following. Yeah, all very popular. Yeah. Mary has a huge Ma- Mary following. Mary be famous. So you, the... can't, you can't knock her. Do you it's... see this movie staying at the top eight no. even? No, no. no. Yeah. I mean, no. this is not no. good for a first week. I mean, Risen did way better. Um, mm-hmm. And when you have yeah. another one right on the way, on the, way yeah. the audience no. is gone. I thought Risen was smart, though, because they, they played to a crowd that wasn't just, hey, this is a yeah. religious movie. This I'm, is a movie that takes a religious historical yep. ha- hypothetical event mm-hmm. and this is from the 
from the observations of somebody who is not religious. Yeah. So I think they tried that angle. I don't know if it really They works. built it as more no. of like an action movie, kind of like a period action movie. Uh-huh. When I saw the trailer, I was like, this oh, looks this looks good. pretty damn good. Yeah. <laughs> One of my cousins who doesn't, you know, go to movies that often, he's like, is this Riz movie like Gladiator? Is that any good? I'm like, yeah, it's, it's a Christian movie, but <laughs> like, it's not what you're thinking. Sure. But it looks good. It looked decent. Okay. Like, I wouldn't mind checking it out. Well, now we have officially reached our top five. All right. Whiskey Tango Foxtrot taking WTF. the fifth spot down 38% to $4.6 million. Mm-hmm. So it had a $35 million budget. Its total gross is about 14.5 domestically. You saw us. You're the only one here to see this. I did. Uh, I'm really behind on my movies right now. <laughs> you did the anatomy they've for already, like, Yeah, they've already kind of given me crap for not being up on my movie game this week. But I did see Whiskey Tango Foxtrot. And it's okay. Um, I think it is better. Then critics have given it. Okay. Uh, like, I thought I was really expecting not that great of a movie. Mm-hmm. And it had a lot of good moments. Um, it's just a hard movie to, I think, put out there and to market. Mm-hmm. Because on one hand, you have um, Tina Fey going for not a straight dramatic role, but a more dramatic role for her. Mm-hmm. And then at the same time, you have a war movie or a movie set in... Um, Battle Bits has a comedic edge. Mm -hmm. So because both of those things are, you don't know if it's going to work, that's kind of off-putting for a movie. You don't really know what to expect. But I think she did well in a dramatic role. And I thought that it did a nice job of balancing comedy with, like, moments of heart. How was Margot Robbie in that movie? Because all I see of Margot Robbie right now is Suicide Squad. So it's just so out of... What the, you see the role of her. that she has in it is not that demanding. Got gotcha. it. Uh, so she does a fine job, but mm-hmm. it's nothing that really. I still was feel like that I dynamic st- of a role. I still feel like she's running off the hype of Wolf of Wall Street. I mean, I haven't seen her in a role. She's since, very young. You since gotta, then. Yeah, she's twenty five. She's very uh, yeah. young. Yeah. Well, focus didn't really hit too hard. Fo- um, and, but, yeah. but she's working with really strong people. Yeah. So she was working yeah. with Will Smith in that, and the directors were who did Whiskey Tango Foxtrot. Mm-hmm. She's on set for Focus. She's like. I want to be on the next thing you're on and gets on Suicide Squad Listen, too. So she's doing she's well. going to blow up after Suicide yeah. Squad. Everyone's yeah. already flipping out over her, so she's just, like, she's got it made. I mean, after <laughs> Wolf of Wall Street, though, she's, yeah. like, officially one of the top ten most gorgeous women mm-hmm. totally agree. in movies. Oh, my God. When she shows up, yeah, oh you're just God. like, you're Jaw Jaw. Yeah. I mean, so, no. you all know what we're talking about. So, not, not my type. Really, Andrew? Not my type. Oh, man. Are humans she's, not your type? What she are you talking type. about? She's, a very, she's beautiful, but she's a type. She's prefer Gabrielle blonde, Sidibe? blue-eyed, white girl. Uh, Did you see Wolf of Wall Street? Yeah. You, what? Okay, before okay, you guys can get into right. a debate about this later. Moving on to the number four spot goes to London has fallen I've, bringing in 10.6, dropping we, 50%. We could literally skip this movie because I've forgotten everything about it after I saw it one week ago. I, nothing about it stuck with me. There's nothing memorable about the movie. I'm fucking wow. thirsty! Did you see it? I didn't see it. Okay. I, uh, I sat in on the action movie Anatomy. Yeah. I was in the room auditing uh-huh. their show. It's nothing. It's, it, it's such I a had f- some good quotes. They had some good quotes. Maybe. I, none of them stick with the me. The fact <laughs> that it's been a week. What was the quote like you just said? Doesn't. I'm fucking thirsty! That is not not a classic movie. <laughs> I am fucking thirsty is something I've heard probably in like a hundred other movies. If that's the best quote you got from your action movie, no, yeah, that's true. That's very <laughs> true. I'm fucking thirsty. All right, let's also Deadpool. Still killing mm-hmm. it, man. Yeah, dropping yeah. only thirty five percent, bringing mm-hmm. another ten point eight million dollars. How many more weeks do you think we'll see this in the top five? Um, I think throughout March and, de- and maybe so you, the first week of April. I don't know, because no. Batman v Superman is going to be a black done. hole of money. We'll, we'll, see, you're right. we'll yeah. see Batman v Superman. We'll see yeah. how Divergent does. Mm. Like, there's things that are. Br- 
The only thing that really just, it has mm. to be ten point six. Yeah. Oh, good point. I think like, Zootopia. Zootopia is going to be around. For oh, you're right. Yeah, Zootopia. a lot of things yeah. will just. It'll yeah. still stay high, but it's not going to. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, it's nothing dark. It's done really well. You're right. Too much good stuff coming out this <laughs> month. Right. I the, mean, Batman vs. Superman is all you got to say. Like Gods of Egypt, man. That thing's going to be oh, top yeah. five I'm forever. Top, yeah, <gasps> what? <top> <laughs> So, 10 Cloverfield Lane yeah. opened up this weekend. Did it was well. really the talk of the town. Did mm-hmm. really well, bringing in $25 million. Took the second st- spot because Zootopia is just yeah. raining on high. But Am I the only one here that's seen it? Have you seen it? I have not seen okay, it. Okay, so I'm the only one here to see it. I read your, I read your Schmoes review. I, yeah. Your little 3.8 <laughs> yep. out of 5, right? Yep. Um, it's, I tried to see it with It's JT. good. He saw it with that one. I saw it. You, you texted me Saturday and I've already seen it. And yeah. I saw a much better movie on Saturday, which I'm going to get to after we do this top ten. <laughs> top top well, eight. What did you top, think of the movie, then? Uh, I thought it was good. I, here's the thing. It's very much like Misery in that style. Um, it's a PG-13 Misery. Make no mistake about it. John Goodman's really good. Uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead's really good. Um, I, I'm telling you, like, you know going in this movie, they've been hyping it like, what's the twist? Yeah. I you're, mean, they did that with Cloverfield. Yeah. When you hit this twist, you're either going to take a left or you're going to take a right. Yeah. One, you're going to love or you're going to hate it. Very few... Down the middle. Does this end up being more of a performance-based movie? For yes, for John Goodman. Okay. Do we need to see Cloverfield to have to no. watch? I didn't think so. Yeah. yeah. The thing that stands out for me in this movie is the director, first-time director, Dan Trattenberg. Yeah, and that uh, to me that's just amazing. Well, in he, fact, he did music videos, commercials, and he did he Portal. did the, the Portal YouTube thing, mm-hmm. which to me I was talking to my friend about that. And quick shout out here: Dan Trattenberg started off as a YouTube critic on the show mm-hmm. called Totally Rad Show, which mm-hmm. was like one of the first YouTube kind of entertainment shows. Mm-hmm. I watched it all the time. Mm-hmm. I was to his he crazy, right? Is yeah, I, I worked with him on a once. Yeah, dude. He's yeah. I've worked with I've worked with friends of his actually. Couldn't have happened to a nicer guy. Seriously, like every person I know that knows him says he's the coolest, nicest guy, and he's like awesome. so dedicated to his. So it's so exciting to see yeah. somebody who like I just started watching as like a fellow film lover to like grow and become this huge person. I've heard the same thing too. I have buddies that worked at Bad Robot. They've told me mm-hmm. about him too. And what's great is that it gives legitimacy to the YouTube community because mm-hmm. it almost shows like that. you that it, it, you can make a fan film of a video mm-hmm. game mm-hmm. and it could get you a job that it's going to make twenty five million opening weekend. That's fantastic. And people are going to be talking about it and people are going to be liking yeah. it. Our uh, our our executive or our creator um, Kevin Undergar always mm-hmm. says that. Success comes when timing meets opportunity. Mm-hmm. And I think this is a really great moment for studios where they're actually hiring people that are really good at what they do. Yeah. As opposed to saying, oh, you can bring in this much money, you can bring in this much money, mm-hmm. it's just a name. It's like, no, they're actually looking at the talent. That's the only reason Deadpool is as good as it is. My, We're what also I... looking for that next crop yeah. of big directors. We've mm-hmm. been hearing a lot about first-time directors yeah. who are getting yeah. big budgets. Like, uh, Colin Trevorrow yeah. went from Safe Not Guaranteed to... Uh, Jurassic World. You're the guy who directed um, Godzilla. The guy who directed Godzilla. He did Monsters with super low yep. budget. It's funny because I had a film teacher told me something very similar. He's like, uh, "Success is when luck meets preparation." Yeah, it's, <laughs> a, it's the same kind of concept. Yeah, so when you get lucky, you gotta be prepared. <laughs> it's getting. It's a very popular trend now. I mean, you yeah. can you can name so many from Marvel. I mean, Jordan Tamberg was announced for like a. Star Wars spinoff movie tomorrow? It wouldn't be weird. Yeah, and, and even even the guy who, who's doing the new Spider-Man movie, he did. Oh uh, yeah, he did Cop Car. He did Cop Car. Very small budget. Film. Very small movie, and now he's doing Spider-Man, yeah. the biggest Marvel it's superhero. It's a trend. It's a trend right now. But we do have to cover the number one Zootopia. So, can I stop you before we go to Zootopia? I want to ask a question real quick. <laughs> I'm sorry, Sarah. I'm pulling what a Finstock here. I want to ask you guys. Do you think? The marketing for 10 Cloverfield Lane is what movies should kind of take after. Because you can see its success by just looking at it. But 
Do you think keeping less in the trailers is better? Or... Because, like, Batman vs. Superman, it's going to have a great opening weekend. It's going to be a great movie. Mm-hmm. It's going to have a lot of money. Do you think it would have been smarter for them to include less here, in the trailer? Here, here's the difference. Batman v Superman has so much riding on it. Yeah. It is supposed to launch the DC Universe. This is a very small budget film. They could get creative like that by not releasing it two months until it hits theaters. You could do some tricks like that. Giving it Originally, this thing was not called Cloverfield at all. It was yeah. called The Cellar. Which is a totally different title, mm-hmm. and they change it to make it, which I think is a genius by J.J. Abrams. So, yeah, they showed less, but that's almost J.J. Abrams like his forte. I mean, he super. came out Remember and said super that he purposely did that. I would say that it also depends on genre, though, how much you have to kind of mm-hmm. play into that, um, because this is more of a suspense thriller, mm-hmm. a twist, like. There's something that adds to the marketing by keeping more secrets. Yeah. Versus mm-hmm. if you're going into a traditional rom-com, like showing parts from the middle, beginning, mm-hmm. and end, hinting at things, isn't really affecting your experience. True. I, feel, yeah. I feel like studios are too afraid to let the art speak for itself, and they're more concerned about showing what they think that a, a, a bigger audience would appreciate. Mm-hmm. Meaning, uh, putting Wonder Woman in there, putting uh, Doomsday in there, they, uh, putting, well, Spider-Man. putting Spider-Man in there. But I me, still disagree with putting Spider-Man no, in the trailer. I do too. Because I from, don't disagree with that I, at all. I disagree, <laughs> I disagree in a film <laughs> in a film lover's sense. I, I, I tend yeah. to see where they're coming okay. from, where they're like, you know, we need more people to see this movie. Let's put Spider Man. We need put more Spider-Man. pictures of Spider Man. Yeah, yeah, but they're they're more concerned about making money. It's like mm, you're coming at true. it as like a film geek. I, I, you, yeah, like I you am. said, if you come at it, there's as no a, way you have a movie with Spider Man coming in where you don't put him in a trailer or a poster or something I, because more people will buy tickets. It's yeah. hundred million dollars. Depends on genre. Yeah. I guarantee you, whatever with. Civil War was going to make, which it's is like making my, more now. It's making more. You're, you're absolutely right. Well, I agree as a film lover, I would love. Ricky. I hated Zootopia's advertising. Oh, why? Oh. The Slossing? I think yes. you hated Zootopia. No, I was I like, seen Zootopia. Bro. I really want to see Zootopia. I thought it would be a completely different movie based on its ads. I I did not like the ads when it came out in the Super Bowl and there was a sloth yeah. scene. I Hated Why? it. It really? made me so antsy. Kristen Bell I, loved it. I hate. Yeah, I hate. True. I hate the DMV. I hate when people move really slowly. <laughs> yeah. I was just like. But that's why it was so relatable. So, so you were like the rabbit in that scene. scene. <laughs> it's one of the. Way. It's I one of the like best it. scenes in the entire movie. It's. it's see, uh, I, I saw Zootopia, and it's a fantastic Disney movie. It's I mean, so it's at ninety nine percent right now on Rotten Tomatoes. Ninety nine percent, and it made fifty million dollars this weekend only dropped 33 percent it's brought in 142 mm-hmm. so Insane. it's doing really really well it's so good i had such a good time with that movie yeah <laughs> i can't you know as soon as that movie opened and they, they're doing the school play thing uh-huh. i i knew i was like this is going to be a hilarious freaking right. movie yeah, so we can recommend this movie to our audience if you haven't yeah. seen it go see this Definitely. one as well did you also want to recommend a movie before we move yes. on uh the wave um it's on video on demand for like couple you know eight bucks or something like that so if you can't find the theater near you but from, i've been tweeting it out this weekend and some people are saying it's playing near them so listen it's subtitled Google okay that. some people don't like subtitles but get over because it it's a really good movie it's like san andreas or day after tomorrow not that large of a scale it's a little more personal which i actually think make it benefits from is it in would you say it's an indie no because okay. the special effects are good okay and mm. it's beautifully shot i felt like i was watching a good summer blockbuster from another country but without the cheese like those movies all come with a lot awesome. of cheese if yeah. you want something that's a little more like I don't want to say it's as dark as like The Impossible the film that took about the tsunamis mm-hmm. in Thailand 
Sri Lanka. Spider Man's in that movie. Just yeah. everyone cry. But it's it's a good it's a good mix of like thrills, action, and suspense. I liked it more than 10 Chlorofield Lane, I'll tell you that much. There wow. we go, so we have some other movies. The Wave. But the international numbers bit, yeah. not going to The Wave, number one spot, is going to Zootopia. Boom. Again, it led the international box office this weekend with 83.1 million, mm-hmm. followed by Kung Fu Panda 3 yeah. and a big offshore expansion and a $28.6 million frame. Um, also, to talk a little bit mm-hmm. about. Zootopia, I believe it broke a record in China. It's one of the reasons it is leading the international box office. Mm-hmm. It's because it broke like their single day animated um, numbers. So wow. doing really well over there as well. Okay. Animals talking is just seems to ne- it's something that will never yeah. die. It's kind of a thing. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a thing. There's like know. there's like four animated movies that have animals talking that are coming out this year, right? Jungle Book. I guess oh, there's, yeah. there's always movies with yeah. animated yeah, movies but there's like a significant talking. amount. There's the Storks movie. <laughs> oh, the Storks. Storks. Angry Birds. Pets. Basically, Angry Birds. basically every like trailer that they showed before Zootopia yeah. is what you said. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I thought Jungle much. Book looked really weird, though. I'm the not, animals talking I'm was super really weird. I'm really worried yeah. about Jungle Book. Me too. I'm very worried. All right, in third place was the only wide newcomer. The Divergent series Allegiance. So we're going to be talking about that in our upcoming movies. Never seen one of them. But it aimed for a revolution in 45 markets and came up with 26.7 million. Some of the returns notably in UK and Brazil. Mm-hmm. So it's already out of there. It's, it's already like out our there. third week in a row you know, we've been I, announcing a big I, movie out overseas before I'm usually here. mad when these movies come out in other countries before us. Uh-huh. I don't care about this. <laughs> <laughs> Gods of Egypt benefited from a $20 million start in the Middle Kingdom. Middle Kingdom. And I don't know who started. Anyway, and took a total of <laughs> $26.4 million to give it the number one, uh, number four spot overseas. Rounding off the top five is IP Man 3. Ip with Man. Ip, Ip Man. Man. Is that what it is? Yeah. Ip Man. Someone commented that it's not IP Man, it's Ip Man. Excuse I just me. IP Man, written. the sequel to Cable Guy. Yeah, I think IP Man sounds way better. Well, Ip Man. Ip. But if I had said Ip Man and that was wrong, yeah, I feel right? like that would be That'd be worse. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with 13 million in four territories. Ip Man. That, that, see, if you see, I'm a huge martial arts Mike movie Tyson. fan. Mm-hmm. I'm a huge humongous martial arts movie fan. If you see the first It Man, it's great. It's so a good. fantastic great. movie. So good. Such a good movie. Have you seen and, the sequels? And it what shows... What does Ip Man mean? Ip Man <laughs> is... It's, it's, uh, he's, he's Donnie Yen's playing the teach uh, this famous martial artist. is actually the guy who taught Bruce Lee yeah. okay, but when he was a young child. what does mean, I guess, is I my p- question. means like it's the sound he makes right before he punches you. That, that's not that's true. That's not right. That's <laughs> a joking. lie. I think I think I think that's just what his nickname is or something. I'm sorry, I apologize. Yeah, for not I think knowing. it is the. It's just the nickname I, they gave yeah. him. Um, oh, but I haven't seen it. I don't know. Donnie Yen is phenomenal in It Man One. It Man Two is takes a step down. It's 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 okay. It's Hung, yeah. It Man Three just looks ridiculous. Mike, just, the Mike Tyson scene just takes it just out looks of it. ridiculous. I mean, I love all these forms of martial arts, and I'll probably still watch it. But it oh, it's his name. Crazy. Yeah. His oh. yeah. So it's okay. Yeah. So it'd be ass. like Fredman. Yep. Fred. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying. Well, it'd be a last name. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So okay. like, it, when you say like a Chinese name, it's so like, the last name first, okay. and then there. So Stratman. This is one I didn't man. know. I'm sorry. I apologize, but I feel so much. I feel like I know so much more <laughs> yeah. now. I just love that it man is coming up like. It's not even that far away from Gods of Egypt. 
Yeah. Like, yeah. Movie much more expensive. I would rather be beating God. Yeah, I, I would too. I feel like Gerard Butler is just hiring yeah. people to go into theaters and spend money. It's to- just Gerard Butler spending all of his money. <laughs> all right. So this week we are going to be skipping our international titles game. No. We didn't it's feel like Finn taking Stock's on game. that. He, yeah. And he has weird connections. Yeah, to China. I, I don't want to get into it. I think um, his China connection, might, his name might be Ip. I don't know. I don't want to know what his China <laughs> connection is. But we have a little bit of debate over what our top five list is going to be. I motioned that our top five list was going to be like one room or single location mm-hmm. movies. Okay. Based very on hard. how... Like, like bottle movies? Yes. Okay. But defining what is included in a bottle movie because you must debate <laughs> between us here. You see, I because... thought The Hobbit was a bottle movie because it was all filmed in a green screen. Oh, no. that's, that, that could work. But I, Close. I, I was motivated because we because of 10 Cloverfield Lane, Lane yep. even though I haven't seen it, it looks like most of it's in mm-hmm. one location. It is. I was like, the popularity of Room, mm-hmm. which this is where half it gets fuzzy because like half the movie yeah. is in one location. But when you think of Room, you think mm-hmm. of one location. One location. Mm-hmm. Same with like Hateful Eight. Technically, there's some traveling. First, but 45 minutes, though, are not in that room. <laughs> yeah, but most of yeah, it is in the like when you, cabin. When, when you originally said to me, I was like, phone booth. 95% yeah, of the there movie. There you go. Buried uh-huh. the buried. whole movie. Buried. No, but that's two. That's the only two I could officially say. It'd be easy to make a top things. five because there's not that many. You'd just be taking yeah, five of them. And some of the other ones are so debatable. So but I listen, don't know where the line is for this. But the standout of the weekend for Ten Cloverfield Lane, in my opinion, was John Goodman. Mm-hmm. He's uh-huh. so good in it. And Wait. I was like, why not dedicate our list to that man? Because he has done everything from comedy, horror, animated, to drama. I mean, he's done yeah. everything. Mm-hmm. So JT won the debate, and that is our list. Top five grossing John Goodman films. Yes. Starting with number five. So sometimes we do grossing, sometimes we do best. This one we are doing grossing. Mm-hmm. Um, so number five is The Hangover 3. Mm. <laughs> the yes. fact that this Sucked. is on this list disappoints me. 112 yeah. I mean, those movies. Dollars. I mean, 112 is actually small for that franchise. For that mm. franchise. I, it yeah. just ran, by the time part three came out, it ran out of gas. Uh, John Goodman's good in it, but he's that's John the case. That's pretty much good in everything. That's what I'm saying. That's the case with him. Yeah, I just really hate looking at a top five list mm-hmm. that includes John Goodman's name, and three of the movies are ones that you're just like, wait, really? You, yeah. Well, that's the thing is he. It's actually a compliment for him because he does small indie films does, yeah. a lot, which are really good. Unfortunately, the ones that make the most money in America mm-hmm. are the sometimes they're the crappy ones. I, I, I think. I mean, I don't know about how everyone else feels out there, but it would be. Isn't it better to be like known for having the role good movies? In, yeah, than having than having money yeah. makers. Yeah, because no, like, that's true. If we think about uh, Chris Hemsworth. His entire mm-hmm. list is going to be. Thor, Thor. Yeah. and like Avengers, and when you think of him, like, well, yeah. outside of that, he was in Black, whatever that Black Hat, the he Heart was in the in Sea, heart of the sea. Like, flopped. Like, I'm just who glad would I'd rather be known. I'm as? glad that when you see like a movie touting John Goodman, mm-hmm. starring John Goodman from B movie, like it, yeah. it's not using these movies no, as his like standing point. Of course yeah. not. So number four does go to the Flintstones, <laughs> a movie I liked as a kid. Yeah, but one, it does not. Hold up! What, I that's the thing. I haven't gone back. And it does not hold up. It. it does not hold up. What, what year did this come out? Is it ninety four? It's not mid nineties. I have a wonderful computer. <laughs> I thought it was ninety six. Um, <laughs> thing I remember is Rick Moranis as Barney. Um, Wait, Rosie O'Donnell is Halle Berry ninety four. Yes, this is where Halle Berry like became Halle I Berry. I clearly remember this movie. I've seen this movie. This so was like one of her break. This is actually was one of her breakout movies for mm-hmm. Halle Berry. 
Mm-hmm. So, so now it can be on the list because... It gave us Halle Berry. <laughs> it gave us Halle Berry. <laughs> it's in the Hall of Fame. Can I say something? Uh, it's so funny because for the longest time, every time I saw John Goodman, obviously I saw this when I was a kid in 1994, mm-hmm. but I would say, that's Fred Flintstone. And every single... Oh, I was like, oh, Fred oh, Flintstone. Fred Flintstone. Oh, I would go. say yeah. that in that... It was a big hit. Like I remember when this movie came out, I was freaking out. I was like, we gotta go see the Flintstones. And I enjoyed the hell out of it as a kid. Again, I don't think, like you said, it probably hasn't aged well, but... It, it was a big hit. I mean, 125 for 1994? Yeah, it's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. All right. These are unadjusted. That is way. true, yeah. That's One true. of the many animated insect movies. What's up with that? B movie, 126 oh, million. Mm-hmm. So wow. just above the Flintstones. I have yeah. not stayed up to date with the numbers on B movie. <laughs> okay. And this astounds me. Yeah, it's a lot of money. Jerry Seinfeld was a huge. This is right after Seinfeld. He's still a big name. I never saw it. <laughs> So I, I have, saw it. Did you see it? Was it any good? I saw good? it. Um, I have to hold on. I'm trying to rack my brain. Insect movies blend together for me. So like, I remember mm. when like Bugs Life and Ants came out. I was like, same yeah. movie. Ants Ants is the good one. Yeah, Ants is the good one. Bugs Life is a lot of fun, man. It's okay, but it's not. But answer. oh yeah, so B movie was like, I remember the end goal was like all these bees had to like pollinate the flowers yeah. of the world. So it's a porno. <laughs> no, <laughs> and like he was like a little bee and like there was like the cool bees I already am uninterested you're not, from hearing this you're not interested <laughs> this um, is why Sarah does not write trailers um, no, I, I, I don't write trailers I, I, don't, I remember no one really talking does anybody talk about this movie anymore no no, no, no. That, I think that tells you all you, you might be able to see it on it planes for like 51% yeah. on Rotten yeah. Tomatoes Cramping. Um, it was a hit comedy it was a hit. Icon Jerry, Jerry Seinfeld. Seinfeld. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is about an ambitious young worker bee mm-hmm. named Barry B. Benson, oh, Jesus. who soars out into the world right the in nose. search of nectar and adventure. But when he <laughs> breaks one of the cardinal rules of beatum and speaks to humans, oh no, uh, don't do that! Blah blah blah. Barry has to set off into an unbelievable chain of events that proves even a little bee can make a big difference. I wish I could see who the last person to spend fifteen dollars to watch this on iTunes. <laughs> somebody, was, uh, somebody, so I could punch them in the face. So he starts talking to a human like he broke the rule. Yeah, he talks to like to a, a girl. Kid, a little girl. No, I think it's a lady. Mm. Oh, she's, mm. If that movie does end with Renee Zellweger, if that movie does end with her in like the insane asylum or something like that. <laughs> no. Here's my question: Because if she goes around no, telling like, bees be, talking to no, me, the bees, bees are talking like, to me. Become friends with the world. It'd be insanity. Yeah. Uh, oh god. What studio? That, that, that belongs. It was DreamWorks. <laughs> DreamWorks. Wait. Oh, yeah, it was DreamWorks. It was DreamWorks. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's get away from bee movie. Okay. We can go up to Argo. Yeah. There we go. There we go. That's a good movie. It's a great movie. I just rewatched this about three weeks ago because I was just. I've, I keep thinking I want to rewatch this movie. Yeah. I've never rewatched it. I watched okay. this movie once. Yeah. Oh, oh really? Yeah. yeah. I think I did too. Well, that's see, I, that's I why I rewatched it. it. Cause I was like, you know, Affleck's come back with Batman. I was like, I, I want to start going through his films again with Gone Baby Gone in the Town. Argo. Argo's really good. It's such a like good movie. I, again, I don't know if it should have Best Picture, but it was riding that Hollywood wave of, you yeah. know, about being Hollywood. But I remember seeing theaters and thinking, wow, this is a really good movie. Like, it's just, there's not a bad thing about it it's just kind of like really well made from front to back mm-hmm. so I can kind of understand yeah, why I wrote like, that wave I feel like the last the last scene of the movie is so tension filled it's mm-hmm. so well directed and yeah. that, that's where you see a lot of Ben Affleck's talent as well the things about the movie is you hear about how it changed from real life events and that usually doesn't bother me but mm-hmm. it bothered me a little bit watching it the mm-hmm. second time I was like that didn't happen at the airport I used to be a really big Ben Affleck fan are and you not? 
anymore? So I'm a little down on him it's right now. Because he left Garner? Don't yes. tell me it's because he left Garner. <laughs> it is, it's because he left Garner. <laughs> okay. And all of that drama. And because I'm really worried about that version. Mm, I don't think it's going to be good. But if there is any problems with Batman, I don't think it's going to be his fault. It's You got to put on the director. He's not directing this movie. If That's anything, true. The one thing but people are saying what's the know. best about the it is him. The cards are just not really going on his See, table I right I now. I heard the casting of, of Batman v Superman and they said Ben Affleck and I was like, no, not Ben Affleck. Oh, Everyone was hated it and I thought it was great. I was fine with it. To, I'm okay with it now, but uh-huh. to me, I, you still see Ben Affleck. Yeah. He's one of the most recognizable faces in all of Hollywood, and he's playing the most iconic superhero. But Matt of all Damon time. said it best. He's like, when they're asking him, like, how's Ben taking the criticism? He goes, This is, it's, it's not Shakespeare. <laughs> I was like, Batman, tell me, like, the great Batman roles that have been out there besides the comic books. It's, it has really been nothing where, like, wow, that, Batman's never even been close to I a talk know. of award. I know. This is one we're going to have to talk about when it <laughs> yeah. comes out. Wait till sure. yeah. sure. debate. I'm seeing it Monday, so, by the way. Not this Monday, when but when we're talking Monday. about it being yeah. first that place for those movies six weeks. That on the Monday or on the Sunday, we have box office yeah. breakdown. It's going to be all watch Batman. Watch it before you watch yeah. the show. Yeah, spoilers. We're probably going to spoil. I'm seeing it Monday the, t- Monday the 21st, <laughs> and I will be releasing a review that night. So this guy, this guy, it's gonna Just be right there. Just rub That's it in, man. I'm rubbing it um, in. Ooh, okay, yeah. The Batman number one on this list is going to go to Monsters Inc. Yeah, and great movie, man. And this one, this one you can watch now, and it still holds oh, yeah. up. Yeah, this is great. Yeah. Uh, the sequel didn't make as much, and it would have been yeah, in the right. top five. But we try to stick to one. Monsters movie Inc. Two hundred eighty-nine million. Yeah, you can tell when it's a good movie and good grossing because no. it more than doubles. Yeah, fourth place. <laughs> yeah. Or first, or second place. Second place. I mean, Monsters Inc. was a Pixar when they were just dunking everything. They were just hitting home runs left great. and right. They were just doing three sixties windmills. They were just like, boom! Fantastic. Here's another classic for you, Mike Wazowski. Yeah, yeah. he he was great in this too. I mean, as a as a as a oh. voice performance, he was he was a really yeah, good. Scully. Yeah, he was a really good character. I think out of all five of these movies, John Goodman probably made the most money off of this movie as well. Probably. Oh, oh for yeah. sure, just for merchandising sure. and everything. Yeah, just, just Disney. Insane. Fantastic. Well, listen, all I, the I things can... he also had to do afterwards. Is your favorite John Goodman voice? film in this list? I'm curious. Mm. What is like your favorite John Goodman movie? That's Not a sure. Good. It's a tough one, right? You know, you guys are going to really hate me for this. I've seen Big Lebowski. I've seen tons okay. of his great stuff. Yeah. I still think my favorite role of John Goodman is Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Okay. Because every smaller. time I see John Goodman, uh-huh. like, that's what comes to mind is him fuck, freaking beating somebody over the face with a log, having the eye patch on, and stealing everything. See, no, I look at him and I'm like, you're so cuddly. And oh. I think that's kind <laughs> of because. I see him yeah. in a Ku Klux Klan uniform. <laughs> There's, a, I, uh, there's a discrepancy yeah. here. I think of arachophobia. <laughs> oh, yeah. I I've also, loving that I've movie. also met him in person. He's very, oh, really? very nice. Oh, great. So. Okay, interesting. Came to the theater? Or did you do the screening? No, uh, USC. Oh, mm, nice. 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 Mm-hmm. He, I mean, I, I guess all I remember from Roseanne. Because I watched that show a lot oh, growing yeah. up. Okay. And that was just kind of, he was just kind of like that favorite uncle that he always would visit every week on the channel. But. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, he's he has a lot of range. So which that is, great. is our John Goodman films Good list as far as the grossing goes. Let's get into some upcoming films. Yeah. First mm-hmm. one on the list is the Divergent yeah. series Allegiant. That is also my I am part of the that team. Yeah. Although Ace and Roxy Schreier was in her yeah, earlier she was are here. the f- fans. Of I, this. Roxy's on my side. You're a fan of this? Have you seen them all? I have seen them all, and I I'm sorry, guys. I like Divergent. Are they better than the Maze Runners? The, the maze, the, the first those maze, are tolerable to me. The first Maze Runner I thought was a good movie. The second Maze Runner okay. lost a lot of steam. It's too me. long. 
It, it, it felt like it didn't know where it was going. I feel like... I think it's on par with Do the maze running. Can I tell you what I see when I see Divergent? I mm-hmm. see a lot of wasted talent. Because you got Miles Teller. There's so many great you people You got Shailene Woodley. You got Kate Winslet. I would rather those three be making any other kind of movie than this movie. So I, I love Shailene Woodley in Spectacular Now. She's mm-hmm. fantastic. I'm, I'm probably the only one here who watched Secret Life of the American Teenager. No, I, just, I heard that was good, though. It was actually... It. She was yeah. great in it. She whined a lot, but yeah. it was good. And Miles Teller. I love Miles Teller. Miles Let's Teller... Watch it, it, Spectacular Now! They were both in Spectacular well, Now! Well, she brought him into yeah. the Divergent series. They, watch, they could keep Jack Courtney. <laughs> watch Miles... Uh, <laughs> Spoiler. I'm saying he's in the movies. And is he? Okay. Yeah, he's in the movies. <laughs> I, I'm, it's basically I'm saying spoiler. He's not. You could spoil it. No one watching uh, this stuff anyways, cares. Um, going off what you were saying about Chainley yeah. Woodley, I feel like this movie. Speaking of Miles Taylor as well, this movie has some actors in there who you can really tell. Do not want to be there. Miles Teller is the one, <laughs> which makes you not yeah, like the movie. Yeah. Like, which puts you on our side. Take me out of yeah. this movie. It's a paycheck. That's yeah. all this yeah. movie is for them. It's a paycheck. And if you can see that, I I don't want to watch the rest of your yeah. movie. Ugh, I, I have a problem with actors taking paycheck type movies because it helps them get other these smaller yeah. films. But pick a better one. Yeah, but, yeah. Also, how do you say no though? Can yeah. I, like when you don't know what's going to happen, and you can't blame them because this is this movie was right after the Hunger Games released yeah. and all that, where everyone's thinking, "Oh my God, Harry Potter!" And then it's Hunger Games. Now it's going to be Allegiance. It's going to be this movie. So yeah. I don't blame any of the actors for taking on a multi-movie role for this. It's Plus, it's they're going to have money for days after these mm-hmm. things, and it's probably only going to make their career stronger at, moving forward. True. All um, right, and the Midnight Special is also coming. Going to be out. so good. Who is the target one. audience for this movie? That's Cinema a good files. question. Yeah. Oh, that's tough. Now, that is my question. I don't think the budget is huge for this thing, obviously. Um, let me see if I can figure um, that I, Mud was one of my favorite films the year it came out. I absolutely loved it. Uh, Take Shelter was good, especially for Michael Shannon's performance. I'm hoping that he's taking like, this sci-fi material and he's t- turning it seriously. And you got a great filmmaker behind mm-hmm. it. So I'm hoping for... I'm not going to this for like a sci-fi action movie. I'm going for a good character piece that happens to have sci-fi in it. Mm-hmm. And so I'm excited. I think it's going to be a throwback to like maybe 80s films, film like Starman mm-hmm. or stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I, I think it has some really strong characters. I think it looks interesting. Adam I'm just Driver. very confused who they're playing this for. I, I agree I think they you. have the sun angle and I think you could have made that more of like a family aspect but then there's like this, yeah. there's like this disaster element to it. I'm just... It looks good. I just don't know who it's for. I don't think it's going to make a lot of money. I've been in theaters where this trailer played, and it was just kind of silence. Yeah. People are like, what the hell is that? That's because there's something confusing about it. There's something confused. It's $18 million It'll make that, budget. yeah. But the it, trailer doesn't really give you a good idea for the story. It's just kind of mm-hmm. like, oh, what, what the... Is this X-Men? What the hell's happening no. here? If you like, it has really strong actors, as yeah. you said. There's yeah. something appealing about it. But it's got it good just, reviews so far. It's just not clear enough. Yeah. I don't yeah. think it's going to be a blockbuster for sure. I don't think you've heard enough about it, too. Yeah, I don't think it's enough out there. I just want it to be a good movie. I don't uh, care about I think it'll probably be a good movie. I'm actually uh, kind of surprised this is coming out this coming weekend. Like, I, I just feel like I would have been hearing more about it if it was upcoming. Because oh, I, yeah. I, I kind of still, like, in my mind, felt like this is coming out in, like, May or something. Because yeah. I've only seen one or two trailers in the past year. Mm-hmm. I think the movies are coming out this week like they're just trying to get whatever scraps they can before Batman well, v Superman just talk blows about The up. Little Prince yeah. which <sighs> was supposed to be released this weekend until until about like a day ago and the studio for some reason pulled it 
again, I, the movie's already made, I think, $83 million overseas already. So it's made its money. I don't know that much about the film. I've heard very little about it. Honestly, the first time I heard about it was about it being pulled. <laughs> it <laughs> is like, okay. the animation fantasy animation yep. movie um basically a little girl meets an eccentric old aviator mm-hmm. um who tells her a fantastic tale about a young prince it does have like a very um i think interesting animation style yeah, yeah okay. the art's really cool mm-hmm. really cool yeah. what what studio it is so paramount okay Paramount picked up the distribution rights, but I oh, think yeah. it's originally made in. See, country. I'm a big animated movie fan. I've heard a yeah. lot about this. Oh yeah, it's French. So. There was a there was a trailer out there for a while oh. that we talked about a month or two ago. Okay, mm-hmm. and it just it it was unique. Like you know okay. how sometimes people are too artsy or they mm-hmm. give too much story. Like this had a nice balance. Okay. okay, like I I think people should go watch the trailer to this movie on YouTube just yeah. to see if it's something they'd be interested yeah. in. Yeah. Gotcha. Also, finally, the bronze is on this list. Yeah, this is a movie that opened last year in Sundance, and it's the girl from The Big Bang Theory, mm-hmm. the one who's married to wallets or something like that. I don't watch enough Never to get his name. <laughs> so. Anyway, she's like the real squeaky voice. Uh, she produced it, I believe, with her husband, uh, Sebastian, Saw, Sebastian Shaw from The Winter oh, Soldiers no in way. it. Um, yeah, a lot of a lot of comedian characters. It's basically about a girl. It's kind of like Tanya Harding. <laughs> it's basically this girl <laughs> in the point where it's like, you know, it's like uh, Tanya Harding the way, is the one that got hit or who's the one that hit? Uh, Tanya Harding is the one that Oh. Yeah, see, I, I think know. she's the one that got hit. Okay, who's the one that hit her? I can't remember her name. Uh, Tanya. Well, it's allegedly. It's still <laughs> yeah, allegedly. It's still yeah. allegedly. Anyway, so it's basically, I feel like she's trying to portray that kind of person. She's kind of a despicable human being who is trash-talky, very vulgar. Uh, she used to be, like, one of the best, like, gymnasts in the Olympics, but she's kind of fall from grace. She finds this new prose she's trying to teach. It's very formulaic, but apparently it's very raunchy, and a lot of people are talking about the sex scene. Oh, she, she was the one who hit. Oh, she's the one. Nancy Kerrigan was the Nancy one who Kerrigan got hit. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Tanya Harding. Facts are straight. So, apparently, the sex scene is like hysterical, and like she does like crazy gymnast moves while they're having sex. Which is the only reason we're yeah. even talking <laughs> yeah. about it. Because JT really shouldn't even be on but, our opening list because it's not going to make any money, but poof. we're talking about it because of <laughs> yeah, the sex scene. Poof. Well, it's still here. A female gymnast having sex is like a unicorn. You hear about it, but very few men have actually seen it. So or they actually it. Or experience okay. it. So, they actually this, go to the theater and, and see it for once. It's a dead come true. Because, you know, we don't have much time. Time left, and we have to do some predictions. So we have to speed right. predictions if we're going to get any callers that have time. Um, does, JT, do you want to start us off? Uh, someone else. Go. I'm still thinking about the bronze. Okay, he's a little <laughs> stuck. I can start us off. It's going. I think it's going. We're going to stay with Zootopia because I don't think that the Divergent series is going to have as strong as opening as it has had before. So I think we're going to stay with Zootopia, and then we're going to go the Divergent series Allegiant, followed by 10 Cloverfield Lane, and then, for me, it gets a little fuzzy. I'm really interested in what the Midnight Special could do, hmm. especially hmm. with what else is out there. Um, so I'm, I'm going to root for it, because I think it's going to be a good movie, mm-hmm. and I'm going to give it two Midnight Special and then Deadpool. I, I gotta say, Zootopia's keeping it. I think 10 Cloverfield Lane will beat Allegiance, unfortunately. So I'm saying Zootopia, 10 Cloverfield Lane, then Allegiance, then Midnight Special, then Deadpool. Alright, alright. Oh man, I'm like right there with you, Sarah. I think it's Zootopia, Divergent, whatever the hell you want to call it. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, then, then it's gonna be 10 Cloverfield Lane, then Deadpool. And then? and then Midnight Special. Okay, so that's our difference. 
The hope. Do you, are you siding with JT? They're all very similar. I mean, that's exactly. You can exactly. pick a team. It's all good. <laughs> I was gonna have the exact same one. Uh, yeah. Zootopia, number one. Number two, Allegiant. Mm-hmm. Number three, Cloverfield Lane. Number four, Deadpool. Number five, Midnight Special. All right, so me so and the A-Town. shocking thing will be what Midnight Special can do, or if. Allegiant bombs completely, soars. Who knows what that? Where? Who knows? Because honestly, I haven't seen much marketing for it. I see the banners, yeah. and, and that's it. It it's seems just like kind of relying on like hardcore fans are going to relying on people who go to bus stops a lot. To be honest, it feels like the studio is almost hiding the movie. It because mm. they're not pumping it out as much. They almost well, feel like maybe think at this point. Watch this movie. At this point, everyone who's seen the other ones will see this one, and they're not really counting it on new people. Nineteen percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. What it does? feels like they're hiding. Oh, it. oh I thought you were talking about Midnight. Sorry, no, no, no. 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 Still thinking no, about the Bronze. Midnight Crash has eighty-three. The Little Prince is ninety-three. The Bronze has twelve. But the Divergent series Allegiant has. Wow, that's what really have the rest. Have the rest been that bad? No, that's the thing. The first no. one, check out, uh, search Divergent for All Rotten right. Tomatoes. I'm just super I don't curious. Think we don't have time for calls. I don't think we have. We have Sorry, guys. Next week. We we'll have get. negative two minutes. <laughs> Well, we're going to do we'll, this one divergent numbers of it. Maybe yeah. my computer will go any faster than, of course, it's just decided to die. Because I'm curious. Because for me, I feel like the studio is like purposely hiding I this I think movie. the filmmakers are as tired of this franchise as the audience. <laughs> and they're See, literally... That scares me as, as a... Moderate fan. Is this the last? The is this the last book? Is this the last one? No, there's one more. <laughs> oh man, yeah. straight to the. I think Divergent had something around forty percent. Yeah, none of them have been good. Forty percent, yeah. yeah. So, but I think that's critical crap. in the that, audience, that's... so I can't. Insurgent was twenty nine percent. I mean, it's it's just it's gone down. So it's not that bad, guys. Tanking. It's, it's that bad. But <laughs> you're gonna have like Ace be the one person in the theater, like yeah, Ace, <laughs> Ace and Roxy, Ace, Ace, Ace and Roxy, and my mom. My mom loves these movies. So, okay, so you're good. Wait, thank you both, Ace and. Steven yeah, for joining us. Yeah, JTE. And thank you all for watching us here. The Popcorn Talk Network on Box Office Breakdown coming to Sundays. We'll be here next Sunday. Always, you know, you can follow us on Twitter. Do you guys want to give out your Twitters? Go you ahead. go. Okay, yeah. um, you can follow me on Twitter at Squad Leader Ace. At Schmoes JTE. Uh, you guys can find me on Twitter at Stephen Lemieux, S-T-P-H-E-N-L-E-M-I-U-X, and check out uh, The Popcorn Talk. Um, I'm the EP, so if you tweet at The Popcorn Talk, I'll be tweeting back to you so guys, too. So if there's any shows you want us to cover or talk about, you know, you should just fill his inbox. <laughs> no, yes. If you guys want stuff on the network, like, tweet at me. Let me know mm-hmm. what your thoughts are. Um, we just started Character Corner with uh, Mike Kalinowski for DC Movie News. So oh, okay. every week we're going to give you kind of one of those characters that people don't t- know oh, too much about, gotcha. but really explain their history, tell you the two comic book series that you need to read if you want to know more. We just did Connor mm-hmm. Hawk. So check that out. Yeah, yeah Popcorn Hawk Talk is full of shows where you can get so much information about movies and what's out there. Thank you so much for being our fans. And please, you know, rate, subscribe, us, write comments. Thank you. Poof. From producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit PopcornTalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals. Oh.